BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Shut up. I know what you're doing. Okay, look. Assholes. The iPad, which I need, is charging. I need at least 1% to start the show. I currently have 0%. No more fucking comments about the goddamn starting time. It's a fucking podcast. Suck my dick. Kenny, you started it. You're taking the heat on this? All right. Heat off of Aram on Kenny. Kenny. Shut your fucking fat mouth. That's it. For every fucking comment, I'm waiting five more minutes. Oh, it was scheduled for 8.05. I'm sorry, 8.10. Now it's 8.15 because of the one Mac daddy. We are now starting at 8.15. Hey, this is Patriot Nick, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, where if you don't like what the host says, he'll threaten to fight you in the streets. Hey, I'm a girl. Wait, that's not the right clip. Guess I have to fight you in the street now. There you go. Now here's your host. I'll fight you in the street. Eric Zane. I don't care where it is. I will fight you in the street. Look at my face. Look at my face. Kabubi 69. You're going to eat some time. There you go. Enjoy a timeout. Been sitting here the whole damn time watching all of you assholes sit there and bitch. I've been ready to go to do this show. Ready to go. Thank you, Sarah. So fucking annoying. It was 8.01, and then the bitching started. Kenny started it. Shut your fat fucking mouth. Aram, in this weirdo, I don't know. He's not even saying anything bad. He's just saying the podcast will start momentarily. I know exactly what he's doing. That's a pass. That's passive aggressive through text. Thank you, Kate. So glad you're here. We just got started. Uh, I would have started at like 8.02, but I was too busy uh, reading all of the stupid comments from annoying people about the start time. Relax. My God. 
So now I'm banning uh, the ban. This is all, this is what you do. You you sit there and you you make me get out the ban hammer. Uh, Jason Schaefer, yeah, hey, uh, Jason Schaefer. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm being extremely liberal with the ban hammer. Um, and you know, I mean, I guess you got to have something to bitch about. So I'm watching you. I'm watching you guys like the hawk that is flying around in my backyard, killing all of the woodland creatures that are running around here. Uh, boo 3304. So all we have to do is complain about a late start to get a timeout. Yeah. In fact, Eat one. There you go. Eat that. Tim Kuyper, damn troublemakers. It's a free podcast. You get what you pay for. That that might be insulting. I think I'm going to ban you for that. Time out. Anybody else? Um, cocktail sauce, eight what? Okay, yeah. 10 minutes. You get 10 minutes. You get 10 minutes. Hmm, anybody else? All right. Marcy says, I'm out. Yeah, you're... You get 10 minutes for that. The one Mac daddy, you're already five minutes late. So, uh, yeah, you're, yeah, I think I already put you in timeout. I don't know if I did. How come I can't ban you? All right. Kicking ass and taking names the way it should be. Adam Max says, you did. I changed my name, referred to me as Douche Canoe. John Jamingo, biting the hand that feeds him, biting the hand that feeds you would be a greasy mess on my mouth. Adam says, no, I said I am the Douche Canoe. No, it's all right. I think the only us well-behaved females are left. How about that? The amazing ladies on this show. It's always the asshole guys. It's always you. Always. All right. I actually, it isn't just sit around and ban people today. I've got plenty of stuff to talk about. I hope you're happy. We've eaten all this time because you bitch crybabies, you fucking Gen Zers, which is what you must be, uh, didn't get your way. All right. Regroup. Breathe. Show happens each and every weekday. Sometimes I regret that in the back alley. Damn it. In the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, back alley's no more. It's a different, it's 
yeah, what do you call it? Uh, full house comedy. Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. I'm on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Thank you for being there so you can voice your opinions. Follow me on Twitch. Subscribe to the channel through your Amazon Prime account. Thank you. And I'm on Facebook too, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Both of those brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter, at Eric Zane Show, brought to you by Blue Frost IT and YouTube, the almighty YouTube. Uh, follow me on YouTube. Brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. The Rebuild the Eric Zane Show podcast infrastructure household back better uh, liberal Joe Biden plan is in full swing. The way I've um, I've um, dealt with home repairs in this house since we purchased it is to shrug and say, yeah, we'll take care of it later. Well, um, as those needs piled up, the queen of the forest, my lovely wife, was getting more and more agitated, as you know. I've managed to do things like paint the bedroom and hang some blinds. I actually managed to do that. But still, that doesn't make up for uh, the two, maybe three bathrooms that look like hell. Uh, everything is ridiculously outdated. This, The interior of the house looks like 1997 when it was built. I thought it was 95 earlier, but it's 1997, you know, and you, and you see people do that update the interior of their home, uh, you know, increase the value of it makes sense, but I, we've never done that. So now it's turned into this. Something has to be done. I mean, it's so, um, stark that if I continue to kick this can down the road, I think there is a chance that Diana would stop loving me. So this is what champions do. They figure it out. They adapt the game plan. They adjust and they move forward. The champion that I am, I've done that. And um, as you know, I've waved the white flag. We called in. Uh, Mr. Uh, Handyman Honeydew, who's probably going to have an affair with my wife. And then that'll be the end of that. So he can move into this house that he rebuilds. I really don't believe that, but still, I guess it's a possibility. Depends on how nice of a penis he has. So uh, day one, he's just looking at the outside of the house. Okay, I can't start this till the weather warms up. It's like, uh, it was like 28 degrees this morning. It was snowing yesterday, by the way. What is today? The 27th of April? 27, 28, 27. Oh my God. So I said to Diane, I go, he can't, uh, he can't start till it warms up. But what about all the other projects? I go, yeah. I thought maybe I could like slip one by the goalie. I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Get him in here. The other inside projects. There's plenty to do. So, uh, she gave him the uh, grand tour yesterday. 
His name is uh, Kyle. Kyle Burkett. And uh, it's such an involved process that he's going to have pretty much work for the summer. He's in between jobs right now. He keeps getting discriminated against, by the way. He is a person who um, usually is, uh, he's like a, um, his career work is the type of guy who uh, oversees factories, some type of leadership position for any type of factory. Uh, could be making pharmaceuticals, could be building furniture. Is that type of career set. But he's older than fuck. So um, super qualified. But then they get one look at his old ass face and they're like, oh boy, man, this fucking guy's gonna, he's got one foot in the grave. Fuck him. So he's in that weird spot. So I'm like, okay, well, this will help you. And then I said to him, I go, hey, do you have insurance? He goes, no. I go, what the fuck? He goes, no, I don't have any insurance. I go, well, yeah, I got to put you in touch with Frank Fuss. So we took care of that yesterday. Frank's going to help him out. Um, As we make the rounds of the house, we head into the uh, bathrooms. Two bathrooms need to be redone. And, you know, Diana says, I want this. I want that. I want this. And then she kind of looks at me to see my reaction. And I better have this face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want that. Oh, oh of course. And he has, hey, I could do this. I could do this in this in this part of the bathroom. She's like, oh, yes, that would be fantastic. Uh, you know, though, this is going to mean uh, materials are pretty expensive these days. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. We got it. And she's like just looking at me. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course, yes. I know full well that if I do anything, if I like give her a nonverbal, I'm pretty good at hiding my nonverbals when I want to. So I'm like burying all these nonverbals deep within the cockles of my bowels. Yeah, of course. Oh man. Yeah. Cause we got to have a walk-in shower here. Cause Kevy, he can't, he can't step over any type of threshold. So we need a walk-in shower. I like three shower heads, please. I like one, one right on my genitals. So all this is going on. And, um, we go downstairs now to the room that I tried to make mine. Remember, this is the one that I took all of that molding uh, off of uh, baseboard molding and, and the door casings because I was going to reuse those. And uh, so it's a big pile of wood. And the idea behind that was I was going to save money on them, on them like uh, materials. And, uh, I go, yeah, this, you can start here too if you wanted. You can start in the bathroom. You can start down here. Either way. And then he's like, ah, hold on. He like puts his hand up. I go, what? And then he turns to her. He goes, which room do you want me to start in? I go, oh, God. And she goes, well, I guess they could start in the basement. Okay, I'll start down here. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Basement. Right on. Big pile of wood. I go, hey, uh. I already got a head start in this room for you, as you can see. Uh, I took down all these, uh, all this wood, the door casings, the uh, baseboard molding, and uh, and they're and they're like stained, you know. 
oak, pieces of oak stained. And uh, I got, I've uh, I sanded it all for you. And he goes, I, I don't need it. And, I, and I'm like, well, what? what? Yeah. Um, it, first of all, I don't, I don't, you know, a lot of people do this. They'll take the, uh, they'll do what you did. And then they'll put a coat of uh, oil-based primer on it. And then they'll paint it. And that, is that what you're planning on doing? I go, yeah. He goes, durability sucks. You look at them, they chip. It's garbage. You have to really sand it. You haven't sanded these enough. And besides, he holds up one of the pieces of the door casing, you know, that goes around the door. He goes, this cut here, it's like, it's been routed in a particular way with all these grooves in it. He goes, this is so dated. And that's all he had to say. And she goes, oh, I don't like dated. I don't know. That's right. I'm with him. Get him out of here. I go, yeah. Dollar signs float in front of my eyes. Like, yeah. <laughs> All this oak. You know what? Just, uh, and he goes, uh, you know, you don't have to buy oak. You, you know, if you might buy a, a different materials, different types of wood, but we're not going to use this. I'm like, of course not. <laughs> so if anyone, he goes, I'll sell it on Facebook Marketplace. I go, you will? He goes, yeah. 50 bucks. I go, oh, great. So if anybody wants a whole bunch of fucking uh, baseboard moldings or door casings, keep an eye on Facebook Marketplace. If you see a big pile with a man crying next to it, that's me. Get the shit out of here. I'm not complaining. Well, no, I am. I am complaining. But it's fine. You know, this is, this is what, this is what I, I did. I, I, I've waited long. This is like, you know, when you watch the news and then, um, the Democrats are trying to raise money for the infrastructure for the state or the, or the whole country. And they've got like pictures of falling bridges and, and crumbling rock coming off of them and. Uh, lead pipes, kids are dead. You know that we need action. We need money now. And then they like tax you or whatever the hell it is. Don't pay him before the job is done. Otherwise, we'll see you and Diana on, on Channel 8. Yeah, can you imagine? Now, that would be good. Welcome back to all the people that I banned, by the way. I don't know what got into me. I was just, I was enraged. The idea is I am going to um, chronicle a lot of this on video and post it on my Facebook. And that I'm going to attempt to write this off as show content. Like, yeah, I wasn't going to do this. But I wanted to do some, uh, a home improvement flip podcast. So, uh, yeah, that'll work. Won't it? (laughs) He says, what's the battery percentage on the iPad now? Nine. We are at 9%. So, um, that's kind of like what's all going on. And then, uh, you know, it, it, 
I noticed that late in the day, I started to get buyer's remorse. Like, what I do is I worry. I get kind of like, um, you know, a fear of the future, fear of the unknown. Is this going to be the end of us? I always go worst case scenario. Boy, I'm I'm upgrading. I'm, I'm upgrading a few things on the home. I'm finally cracking open the wallet. It's been a long time coming, and I'm like getting frightened like a child. And then Diana sensed it. This is hours later, and she's like, "Yeah, uh, no, you know, seriously." And besides, this is important. I want to be happy in my house. Place looks like shit. And this will ultimately improve the value of the house. All right. I'm looking at John Jamingo here. I think he's, uh, are you having a temper tantrum now? Is it your turn to have a temper tantrum? Just relax. Enjoy the show. Watch, watch a professional. Okay. Maybe it'll rub off on you. Dum-dums. Maybe you'll learn something. All right. Then I go downstairs and I'm cutting the ceiling out of that shed and more of that, uh, insulation foam drops down. And, um, it is, uh, so now that that whole room is filled with this insulation. So I'm, I'm shoveling it like snow and putting it into bags yesterday. And I've finally located all of the spots that are, are wet. All right. And so now I just let it dry out. Didn't one of you guys say I have to paint mildew resistant paint now on the wood. Isn't that important? Is that what you told me to do? And then I have to re-insulate the whole damn thing. And then I have to put the, what is it called? OSB back over it. This is going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to drive a nail through my hand. I think I figured out the problem. What happened in the first place? How could this, uh, how could this flooring suddenly spring a leak like that? And I think I figured it out. Uh, I recently, um, had reset that boiler I was telling you guys about earlier. And I think when it reset, I noticed that when I turn on the hot water, it was much hotter than what I was used to what it would before. Like if you turn the hot water on full blast, it wouldn't burn your hand even on full blast, all hot water, no cold. Now you can't do that. So I think it's putting out water. That's too hot. And I'm pretty sure that what happened then is those little plastic tubes that go underneath the flooring, they expanded and got a little, you know, expansion, contraction. They got warmer. And then uh, uh, it, it, it hit a nail. It touched a nail and the pressure of it. I think that's what happened. I'm not for sure, but that's the only thing that's changed. Week and a half ago, that thing was reset, that boiler, and the water's hotter now. So that may be the thing. Melissa joins us. She says, Did he rage out without me? That is like 
her favorite thing in the world when I have a temper tantrum. So now you have something to look forward to. Now I'm much calmer now. In fact, uh, the audience members are now furious. Well, uh, uh, two audience members. That would be Boomer Bob and um, John Gismongo, who, you know, I don't know what they're raging about. I'm trying to teach these guys something about podcasting, and they won't listen to me. They just want to sit there and be shitty. I don't know why they do that. I'm trying to teach you guys something. If you would just relax and listen, you would be better podcasters. (laughs) I'm kidding. You guys do a great job as far as you know. Boo 3304 says, talk about how he started late. We can get him going again. No. No, no, no. It was a great crybaby moment. All right. Enough of you. So, the Eric Zancho podcast, Build Back Better Plan. This is how the Democrats do this. Just buy, buy, buy. And so, I'm since I'm vo- it makes sense. And since I'm voting Democrat this next election, it's this all works out. I have Dear Meathead coming up in 30 minutes. A little lean on the questions. John has one. Aram has one. Aram's question is, Dear Meathead, what are your three most favorite? I think it should just be three favorite flavors of ice cream. What are your three favorite flavors of ice cream? What Did you ever have ice cream before coming to the U.S. All right. I say to keep them pithy. That definitely is pithy. Those stupid. I will ask him that. Jonathan Moe writes, it's recently come to my attention that my eight-year-old son has a special power. He essentially has the strength of what seems to be about 50 men. What happened? Did you discover he had Down syndrome or something? What do you think is the best way for me to utilize the special strength of his? Thanks, Meathead. All right. I have two questions for dear Meathead with my dad. So if you can manage to come up with a question for dad, great. Otherwise, it's going to be a short segment. Thank you. Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Uh, Yesterday... Uh, good news, bad news. First of all, at the YMCA, um, Team Knuckle Dragger was there. I got a spot on the bench press. Um, I had dropped down on the amount of weight that I could lift because I had uh, I hadn't been doing this regularly. But I maxed out last week, so I maxed out this week. Last week I was able to put up one ninety. This week. I put 190 uh, on the uh, bar in hopes to get 195. Put 190 on there. Got it done. Success. That's as high as I've ever been. I put 195 on there. No go. Denied. Came down on my chest. Just a big load just splashed all over my chest of weight. Okay. Uh, Brian had to help me uh, get it off my chest. And boy, did he. I was so happy that he did that for me. Denied. 
and then a milestone in fat. Got home yesterday and jumped in the shower. And I now, I now actually have enough of a fupa, a fat upper penile area that I have to move it to be able to uh, groom the pubic hair off of my body. By the way, side note, are you one of these people that falls for this grooming, uh, grooming kits for your balls? I do not do that. I shave with my face and then use the exact same razor on my balls and taint. People are like, what? What? Well, it's my skin and it's washed, dingbat. What does it matter? I actually had to move my belly out of the way to shave my pube region. My God. This is getting terrible. It's to a point now where um, I think that it's so easy to gain fat when you're old that, you know, this is becoming like a snowball. Like I have to, I would have to stop eating like completely in order for any weight to be lost at this point. I'm starting to have an appearance of like a uh, barrel chested. You know, I actually look uh, bulky. It's remarkable. There's fat in places I've never had before. I'm, I think I might actually be starting to like it. I am the shining star of the animal rights universe right now. I posted on Facebook and to the audio podcast an interview with two people who are representatives from direct action everywhere. That is the organization behind the people running on the basketball courts. Um, this was a, a different thing for me to do, but I was like, you know, I mean, these people are running out on the court. The chick glues her hand to the thing. They're, they're, they're going to great lengths to be heard. I, I have questions. My first question was, which I've talked about on the show, 5.3 million chickens killed. Um, well, and I've said it on the show, what uh, what do you expect them to do? They've been ordered to kill them um, because of an avian bird flu outbreak. And uh, is is there, I mean, how, how are they supposed to do it? Throw a hand grenade in there? And, uh, well, I was informed that there actually is an effective way, uh, and they they talk about it in the interview, to do this, which uh, would end the chicken's life in a matter of seconds. You know, just like an inst- in an instant, a wink of an eye, blink of an eye, the, the chicken is done. Now, the, the way this idiot in Minnesota did it, Glenn Taylor, or his farm is in Iowa, he just shut off the fans. And then because all the chickens are packed in there, it gets super hot and the toxicity from all the chicken shit, it just, they, they, they cook over time. It, it takes a little while. Just imagine being a chicken. It's bad. So I, you know, went out on a fact finding mission and I told them going in, I think you're all nuts. And they were like, that's okay. And then I just asked him questions. I did the old Joe Rogan. I'm asking questions. 
And I enjoyed it, actually. I thought it was, uh, I thought they did a good job. And it was a normal conversation, unlike the ones I have with, with you guys. Uh, and, you know, so I posted that. And then uh, the animal rights folks started to uh, retweet it and, and share it. And they love me. They absolutely think, and I'll say this. We know what I noticed about the animal rights activists. These are some very attractive people because I'm like, holy shit. I'm looking at the uh, people who liked it and whatever. And I, and you see like the little image and you're like, well, I, I, I'm not sure, but I think that that might be a hot person. Now, occasionally you, you blow it up and you realize, oh, fuck, they look like shit. But no, I mean, I'm clicking. Oh my God, she's hot as hell. Oh, look at her. She loves me. So I am like the favorite in the animal rights community. And now here's the thing. I actually challenged them on a number of things. I asked them about hunting and how, um, you know, I mean, cause they, these are vegans. These are like, no, they, they look at, um, uh, animals on the earth as, um, having just as, you know, much a right to live and have an enjoyable life as you and I, and you know, you and I think that we should eat them. And I still feel that way. Nothing has changed. I do not. I am not on the same page as these folks. Okay. Um, however, because they would love it if we all just ate beans. If we ate non-meat sources and animals were just running around free. Okay. No, no farming, no slaughterhouses. And they, and they actually make a, 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 a good point on a number of things that I, that I appreciate. Um, one of the things that I've thought about was the actual human beings that work in the, in the slaughterhouses who have to kill everything. Oh, God. These people are fucked up. These people go on to become serial killers. So, you know, it's all these. Uh, they're, we're opening up all these different cans of worms. And it was fine. Um, but I'm telling you. They love me. Some nice lady named Rachel, who's pretty hot in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, says, thanks, Eric, for this very interesting and important interview. Perhaps you can adopt a rescued chicken to live with you. They have loving personalities, just like the dogs and cats we share our lives with. Now, I don't know if I can do that here at the household um, in the neighborhood. We've you know, the homeowners association. They'll probably... I run into my backyards and slaughter the chickens if I get them. You know how HOAs are, but I actually wouldn't mind that. Bonnie, hot chick, says, thank you for this excellent interview. It's so important that people understand why we conducted this protest. 5.3 million chickens boiled alive. Maureen writes, well done, Eric. This was really interesting. Rob V says, very interesting. And Rob actually, uh, he reached out to me because he loves it when your old pal Eric Zane does an interview. Um, let's see. Rob writes, awesome interview. You got a knack for this type of thing. It's surprisingly never what I expect to be, but it is always very good. I don't really 100% agree with the guest, nor do I. Uh, that you had on, but it was interesting to hear their opinions. I myself am involved in this type of conversation every day <laughs> with my vegan daughter, and I'm going to share this with her. Well, good. 
Uh, Curtis Anthony. Great interview. Strong support. Alicia. Great interview. Also hot. Jamie Wrangle, who I think might be a Patriot. Says it would have been nice if you could have had an opposing view. Now, again, I challenged these people. I said, aren't you hypocrites? You're all wearing clothes made of cotton, for God's sake. And they kind of said, yeah, we kind of are. Um, so I wrote, I challenged them plenty. Thanks for the input, though. That's a nice way of me saying, go fuck yourself, frankly. So I want you to check that out. Might be something worth listening to. All right, we have a race war heating up like you wouldn't believe. It's really getting bad. But before I get to that, the open of the Eric Zane Show podcast is brought to you by, first of all, me, the star of the animal rights universe. Can you imagine if the next protester goes out there wearing an Eric Zane Show podcast shirt on the back with Save the Chickens on the front? I'll be out at Berlin Raceway coming up on Saturday. Temperature will be 64 degrees the start of the race, 4 p.m. racing. I want you to go. Go to berlinraceway.com and buy tickets. They're $12 a piece. One for you, one for the missus. The kids, if they're under 15, 15 or under, they get in free. That's awesome. You're like, oh, man, I don't know. I'm a, we're kind of on a budget. Well, it doesn't get more budget than this because, frankly, if you go in there and you bring your 12 by 18 cooler, you can bring all your snacks for the kids. You got your Capri Suns and your fruit fruit bites and shit for them, your PB&J, maybe a slice of cold pizza, your soft drinks. Uh, as long as you keep them in uh, aluminum cans, you're good to go. No glass, and that's it. That's all you'd spend. It is the most uh, unbelievably... Uh, budget-minded entertainment you will find. Berlin Raceway. Packed grandstand last week. Seeing all the racing. I want to see you there. I will be dropping the green flag. We're going to have a bunch of Zaniacs there. You're all invited to attend. BerlinRaceway.com. 12 bucks a ticket. Great value. Fun for the whole family. Speaking of uh, entertainment fun, TC Paintball. I uh, God, I owe Rick a phone call. Uh, we got to schedule our next paintball war number 19, buddy. I will call you today. TCPaintballGR.com. Book an event for the neighborhood kids, for your bros, for the bachelor, bachelorette party, team building for work, whatever it may be. Drop in play during the week. On Wednesdays, is Little League starts at 5 p.m. That's for the kids who've never played uh, paintball before. They want to try it out with the low-impact uh, machinery. Doesn't hurt when you get hit with a paintball. Still enjoy the uh, fun and thrill of paintball. Ladies' Day is Thursday, I'm told. You can book an event for Saturday. You might, Yeah, that's something you got to do in advance because uh, it, it's packed on, on Saturdays. They're going to be outdoors Saturday, too. I just made that decision for them. I'm guessing they will be. Temperatures will be in the 60s. God. I still can't believe that Saturday, it was 79 degrees here. Fuck, in Maine, for you hillbillies up there, some parts of Maine are going to get eight inches of snow today. Holy shit. Thank you, TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Mario Flores, Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Now, as you know, the federal government is trying to curtail your spending. 
They're like, okay, you've, you're spending enough. What we need to do is we're going to raise the interest rate on credit cards and auto loans and home loans so that you don't spend as much. You're discouraged to spend. And you're like, well, well wait, how does that help the economy? Well, from what I'm told, it lowers the demand. When the demand drops, the prices will drop. So they're trying to slow shit down. I did that. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Does that mean that you cannot get a home loan? No. They will work tirelessly to get you in a home loan. But... The interest rates are higher now. Why am I bringing all that up? Because they're going to continue to go up. I suggest you get on this now. Lock in a lower rate with the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. You can still get uh, maybe a four and a half, maybe a little lower. That's still really low. About a year ago, you could have gotten a 2.65. You should have done it then. If your credit stinks, these are the guys you call. If your credit's great, these are the guys you call. 231-332-6505 from anywhere in the U.S. with the exception of Maine, Alaska, South Carolina, and Hawaii. I'm going to be on another podcast today on Compound Media. With uh, with my boy E Rock from Compound Media, his show is called "Would You Kindly." Featured it's E Rock and a guy by the name of Brian Johnson from Comic Book Men. Look at this handsome devil! You know how much tail you can pull when you look like that. Look at this dude. Uh, he was on, uh, he's on the show comic book man was, or is, I don't know. And, um, filmmaker, uh, writer of comics, I guess. Laid back dude. Nice guy. Seems like a nice guy. Very close friend of Kevin Smith. He's part of their podcast called would you kindly, I will be recording with them today. If you are on compound media. Uh, that this is one of their shows. All right. Little tidbit for you. Looking forward to that. Kyle Ryan says, I'm working on a loan right now. 4.75% rate. Good luck out there. Yeah. Um, Kyle Ryan does not work in that industry. That's a lie. Um, no free rides. Uh, any more talk about uh, you trying to steal uh, audience members from uh, uh, my friend Mario, I, then you're banned for life. No more. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, race war in Grand Rapids. This is like some real heat now, man. Schmoomer Schmob says, or Boomer Bob says, Brian does the Tell Him Steve Dave podcast. Yep, part of the clerks family. That's true. All right, let's get into the race war. 
Brian's not part of the uh, race war, but uh, in Grand Rapids here, um, that dude Patrick Lyoya was shot in the head, in the back of the head. They released the name of the um, of the cop, and uh, yesterday was the city. Uh, Grand Rapids City Commission meeting mounting as the investigation into Patrick Leoya's death continues. The City Commission meeting in Grand Rapids abruptly recessing tonight because of those protests. Dozens of people standing up during public comments uh, this evening calling for accountability in the death of Patrick Leoya. Several of those speeches got very passionate as tensions remain high and after one woman's speech turned to police chief Eric Winstrom. The room began cheering and getting loud. Someone brought the megaphone in. You would think that when you, to get into the place, there'd be someone there saying, sorry, you can't bring a fucking megaphone in. People out of their seats. That's when Mayor Bliss ended the meeting, and from there, things went off the rails. People began approaching city commissioners, yelling and airing their grievances about the way police operate and have been handling the Leoya case. Protesters demanded officers sure be arrested, fired, and police got their own incidental insurance. Additional police came into the room. Police Chief Winstrom stood in the room listening for much of this. Again, all of this comes after a march to the city commission chambers earlier this afternoon. That started down at Rosa Park Circle. The point of that march was for citizens to come to the meeting and air their grievances at the podium. Somebody's son died. I, f I feel like Everybody feel like y'all moving a little slow. The civilian. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I understand that. But the people in the city have nothing to do with what's happening. You know, they have to wait for the investigation to complete. And then the, the process goes on. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I wish we could hear someone from the city saying, we're, we're, it's not up to us. An appeals board, I'm, I'm just curious as to why that's not being used. Citizens Appeals Board, I don't know what that is. This community took 17,000 people to usher that in to this city. And now I sit and watch and nobody's using the Civilian Appeals Board, which was put together to deal with aberrant police behavior. All right. Meanwhile... This is what I really, uh, uh oh. Shit. All right. This is what I want to focus on. This, um, this meeting kind of got off the rails and the chief of police is sitting in the back of the room and, uh, some lady comes walking up to him and approaches him and gets in his shit. Check this out. The bald guy is the chief. All right, so he's getting it from this chick. And uh, you see this one right here? He's flanked by her. Now, these two meet all the requirements for this uh, for this group. They uh, meet the fake bulletproof vet vest requirement, the black gear, and the fist in the air, and the weight limit. They have met the weight, requir <laughs> weight requirement for this team, okay. Now, now here's one half of the gruesome twosome, 
And here comes the other one. She's like, I'm going to go and bust this pink-headed motherfucker. Here she comes. Sit your ass down, you stupid-ass pig. Sit your ass down, you stupid-ass pig. Who the fuck's that guy talking to? This is this is why I tell you there is a race war coming. We don't even have any of the information yet. We don't have anything about uh, uh, an arrest being made or, or whether or not there's going to be an arrest. And, and th- these people have nothing to do with it. Okay, this is the city commission. Okay, now the other half of the gruesome twosome, she now is walking away from the chief, but that's not her plan. No way. Look at murderer. She's calling the chief of police a murderer. Murderer. He says, I'm here to listen. Why is he not arrested? Because you. He says, it's not my investigation. These people will not listen. He should have just said, you're right. I'm going to go arrest him right now. And then kick her right in the cunt and get the fuck out of there. Immediately. I was saying before it was passed off to MSP. We, I'm not even. This should have. He should have been arrested immediately. Oh no! This dude. He's like, holy shit. This. Okay, I'm the chief, and this is Diana when talking about the basement. And then instead of Patrick Lyoya's face, it's my basement. Oh no! He shot a man in the back. If I would have shot a man in the back, what would I? Call it? Where would I be? If I'm the chief, I get on the radio and say, all right, get in here with a Tommy gun right now. Let's take care of this. Yeah, because you're not even fucking licensed. And you got how many, how many, how many, how many police I'm not, I'm not really sure what she's saying. Holy shit. Christopher Scher is still being paid, she said. Christopher Scher has a fucking GoFundMe with $10,000 already. Oh. What the fuck is that? Is that true? He should be arrested. This is why another reason why there's going to be a race war. That dude, actually, it actually is over 12000 now. The, the people around here are, are flocking to him and throwing money at a GoFundMe. And that's, look at how, this is how pissed off you get from one, the other half of the gruesome twosome. Look at the power in this FUPA, by the way. This crease right here, that can, seriously, that is a lot of power in that FUPA. Wow, those jeans are pushed to the fucking max. Officer has a GoFundMe account. So disband that. She's telling him to disband the GoFundMe account. You see, the problem with these idiots is they think that this chief has the power to do all this shit that she's suggesting. You you can disband a GoFundMe. That's that's you know that we all know that that's not the way it is. It's a private citizen decided to raise money for him, and, and there's nothing that he can do about that. If she's too stupid. To understand that, we'll fuck her. Tell him he should suspend that immediately. That's fucking sick. God, I wish he would get up in her fucking face. 
he should get a call today and be told that money should be given back to the community. Yeah, all right, I'll get right on it. See, when I see this shit, this craziness, that pisses me off now. I would I would have cleaned this fucking room out like you wouldn't have believed. Oh my god. Fuck me. Uh, Aram says I don't like I don't think the chief, chief likes what happened to Patrick. I agree with that. All right, we might come back to this, but I got to get to uh Dear Meathead. Jason says the problem is all of this comes from emotion, so people get irrational and won't listen or be willing to see a different perspective. Well, I bring it up because shit's going to get real here. You think that's bad? Boo 3304 says Eric needs to go to the next meeting. I don't know. I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) Can you imagine? They stomp me to death. Uh, Chronic Mayhem says the people that go to other towns to protest annoy me. Kent dropped the E at a U says, I wish he would lean to the left and rip ass suggesting that the chief should fart in her face. (laughs) Send Stu to the next meeting with the shirt that says more police funding. Oh no. (laughs) Oh God. That'd be a, that'd be a funny stunt. Kabubi69 says, should have cranked up the heat and sweated those fat pig protesters out of there. The uh, chronic agitators, they're described as. People who are even paid to do that. Nick brings up. Of course, he ruins it. Mistypes it. I um, Before we get to my dad... I was in a text exchange yesterday with Nick about his uh, horrible ability to convey messages. Um, I wrote example of Nick's of Nick text on the chat quote screaming carpet flounder fish perch loudness with ping pong paddle to be a screaming pile of cold beer with walnuts and alive tires. Shell banner paint, wall jack, poor people, Africa, Zimbabwe. Zane, the other day, I sculpted the kitchen sink broccoli with mashed potatoes to the wood chips, all while I was singing a bluebird with a Tyrannosaurus Rex and garbage pile. Ha 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 Zane, CNN, fake news, scrub the bathroom with peeps for Christmas with wood burning stove. That's how Nick types. That's the type of sense he makes when he sends me messages. The worst. Kenny, you're right there with him. 
Horrible. Deserving of a banning. Advertise on this show. Reach out to me, eric at ericsaintshow.com, and I'll make it happen for you. Just like Bennett Flooring Installation, which, by the way, you are included in the Eric Zane Show podcast household back better plan. I was talking with my man, Kyle, the fixer-upper. I go, I got a guy. After you do this and that, he's coming in. So get ready. 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. Reach out to them. They will come to your place, measure the room, give you an estimate of how much it's going to cost to install the flooring. The flooring that you install, it needs to come from Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan, along Chicago Drive. Uh, When you march in there, you will already see the lowest prices in the entire state. Add 10% off when you mention my name. They are located on Chicago Drive behind Little Caesars. Uh, Ugly beige barn-like building set off the road with a tiny red sign that says Johnson's on it. Can't drop the E is in there with his little Armenian buddy who's five foot tall, 350 pounds of muscle. Tallest Armenian in history. His name happens to be Aram, just like our pal here enjoying the show. It's a very common name in Armenia. It's like Ken. Uh, Drop by there. Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Inviting all the fat-ass protesters to join me Saturday at Bosco's Pub and enjoy uh, the burgers. I think I'm going to go with the Luigi again. That's a hamburger with mozzarella sticks on it and marinara. It's unbelievable. Bosco's Pub Tuesday. I will be there with the Zaniacs, and I would love you to be there too. Okay? Join the fun. Have some beers in the middle of a Saturday. Do some day drinking. Have a burger. We'll chit-chat, we'll hang out, and then afterwards we're going over to Berlin Raceway. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square. Go there for lunch or dinner in Hudsonville, Michigan. It's time to bring in Dad for Dear Meathead. Brought to you by JM Synthetics. Good morning. Good morning, Dad. How are you? What? Hey, you're awake. <laughs> Wait, what's that? I said, you're awake. Well, yeah, of course. Why would You forgot me last night. Oh, he did not. Well, yeah, I, 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 I kind of, <laughs> time got away from me. And yes, I, I know it did. I ended I was up, just having fun with you. I, I, I actually did forget, and I went, oh, no, I got to call him before he goes to bed. But then I realized <laughs> that you, don't you go to bed at like four in the morning? No, I go to bed about uh, 11 o'clock. All right. Um, so, uh, anyway, I, I have a comment to make again. Uh, John thinks I've already done this. But I am so proud of you and your brother. The, the God gave you guys, stole some of some other people's brains and gave it to you guys. Wait, what? what's going on? What, they, they're just you're, like- you're smart. You and your brother are great, smart 
And Norman, and Norman. Yeah, I was going to say, there's other people. Poor Norman. He's like, wait a minute, what am I? Am I, am I a dummy? No, no, he's, uh, he's uh, handling a whole lot of stuff, too. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm proud of you, too. Thank you, honey. I, well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm good at raking leaves. <laughs> no, you're good at a lot more than that. You're good well, at a lot hey. more than that. Anyway. So. How you doing? Never better. Never better. Just uh, uh, chatting it up with these folks. Uh, having a good time. They're trying to put me in the insane asylum. Um, with. But, <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, we're uh, we're doing great. I was with telling. a t-shirt and a pair of uh, boots or something. T-shirt and boots. I'm not sure what you uh, mean. We're going to get on boots this time. Okay. If you say so. If you, uh, I was just uh, telling you yesterday about Diana has a list of things she of home improvements that she wants done. Uh oh. So I got a guy coming over. He's a friend of mine, and he's gonna he's gonna help me with those things. Wow, that's great. That's great. I was considering how doing. Do you find, how do you find time to do all these well, things? Well, I can't. That's the problem. You see, she got sick and tired of me waiting for me to get this stuff done, and then she said, "All right, enough." I'm putting my foot down. Uh, I want you to let me do this. And I finally relented. I said, okay, uh, so what do you want to do? And she says, I want to hire someone, a professional. And I said, okay, I agree. Let's do it. I'll tell you what, you got one heck of a nice house. I've only been there once, twice or twice in your house. (laughs) Well, there's more than that. that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, oh, I love your house. Well, I'm 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 glad that you do. I I need to see you in it more. But you know, you live far away, and it's kind of tough to yeah. get over. You know, it's yeah. uh, that's a that's a long drive. I live in Armenia. You live in America. So I'm gonna have a party here in July. Okay. Oh wow! And it's what it is. It's like an audience appreciation party. So we're gonna destroy the neighborhood. <laughs> No, don't do that. But they want you to be there. Oh my God! Well, some of these people have not met you. A lot of these people haven't met you actually. So they want, um, they want Mike to bring you, Mike and Lizzie to bring you and Joanne over to come to the party. Wow, would that be nice? Would that be great? So, but you're not. But I, I, I realize. Uh, that's something you gotta like contemplate. It's not the it's not the easiest thing in the world to pull off. No, I guess not. There's quite a bit of details all the way around. But would you be uh, receptive to that possibility? Oh, I would be delighted, honey. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that I tell you what, you would make these people so happy. Uh, you two oh, are, the, so uh, are, the, are the shining stars. I mean, they would be lining up for miles. Oh, you, you, you're really using your words so eloquently. <laughs> well, I'm just telling yeah. you. They don't. <laughs> hey, they're not here. All I do is yell at these people. Are you kidding me? They don't. They don't care about me. They care about you. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't see that side of it. So. <laughs> 
Well, it, I guess it depends on the day. You know, it depends on how crabby I get with them. You know. Uh, you know, uh, there's, there's something to say that this is probably a weird thing for me to open in the open uh, line. Say that the name Oram sticks in my brain twenty four seven. You believe that? Yes. Where is that? Yes. Well, Aram is uh, one of the uh, uh, many people who just love you, and he uh, he's actually listening right now as we speak. Oh, my God. That's just a great name. Yeah. I actually know two people named Aram, believe it or not. I know really? Aram, who's in Tennessee, and another Aram who works for one of my sponsors. He's got the strength of 100 men. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey. It takes brain to deal with brain. Brain? <laughs> no. So you got brains and Ram got brains. I'm writing this down. It takes brain to deal with brain. Yes. <laughs> All right. Got it. Do you want to answer some questions? Yes. Well, Joanne and I both will. Because she, uh, she's got a lot of, she keeps saying no, but she's got a lot of intelligence. That's all right. Well, you know, I mean, uh, occasionally she weighs in with some great comments and we love her laughing. That always makes a lot of, a lot of people <laughs> oh, yeah. very, hey, oh, yeah. hey, uh, in fact, Aram has this. He says, dear meathead, what are your three favorite flavors of ice cream? That's a strange question because uh, I don't know why he gets the idea that I love uh, ice cream. Well, who doesn't? Everybody loves ice but cream. But I, I do. Butter pecan is one of them, and I really can't think of any other one. I, uh, I, I was expecting you to say any ice cream that's in front of me is my favorite. Is this flavor. is true. This is true. But uh, that would be a good favorite. And then he has another question. When you lived in Iran... Did they have ice cream there? Well, it little, I have a little story about that. Yeah. Yes, we do. But uh, it was hard to get ice cream for us because we were kind of poor. Yeah, they had to bring it in on the camel. Uh, I had, well, yeah, I don't know how they brought it, but uh, I had a surgery. What the hell was that? My tonsils. Yeah, my mom opened up a little ice cream store. She did? By the way. I, then there was a, a tall chair that I sit right next to her. And anytime she wasn't looking around, I'd get a finger full of ice cream and stick it by my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I kind of stole the ice cream. Yeah, who knows where that finger had been? You might have had a little. You, know, hey, you might have had a, a little kid. Yeah, you might have had a little chocolate with your vanilla. <laughs> I don't know how she had, she made that. Oh, I know. They put the stuff in this uh, little gizmo, big to like a tubing made out of, uh, yeah. I don't know what. And I, I would sit there and I spit it to uh, make that ice cream. Did you say spit it or spin it? Spin it. Oh, spin it. The metal thing, oh. spin it. I thought you were saying and it, that you, and it hardens up. I thought you were saying that you spit in there. No, 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 no. I, I spin it. And uh, for hours. 
and then when I was All done, right. she'd give me a little spoonful. Okay, so she'd actually reward you for all she reward me sounds for like, helping her That's out. a lot of hard work for a one t- tablespoonful. Well, hey, I was a little kid. Yeah, she really, Grandma really put you to work there. Yeah, hey, listen, she was, oh, she was a sweetheart. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you a little story about that. That, that really is, a, maybe I already said that. Uh, my dad was a, uh, I don't know what he did, but... Uh, he uh, had one of these uh, uh, vehicles that's got wood sides. Did I tell you that story? Is this the one when you uh, you were messing with the headlights? Yeah. Yeah. We taught you. You said that he you messed with the headlights, and then you and your brother were in there, but you got out of the car quick oh, enough. He sent me sent us out to get uh, yeah the baloney the food that he had bought for yeah. us. Uh, baloney. And then you ended up uh, uh, ducking out. Messing around with his headlights and stuff. And then uh, Uncle Garo got got the got he the, got caught. Oh yeah! I ran like a bugger <laughs> and hid under my mother's skirt. Oh Jesus! I bet that was weird. And he came in. He got done with my brother. I thought he was gonna throw him in the river. We live by a river. Yeah, I remember you and, mentioned that once. Yeah. So uh, he came out and said, "Where's Reuben?" Oh yeah. My mom. My mom Mom says, I don't know. Mom says he's hiding. Uh, was that under her skirt? Yes. Grandma's like, he's hiding in uh, in the fish factory. Listen, I don't remember what they said, but she, he didn't get you. And they were sitting at the table playing cards. Oh. And, and he, I think he was drunked up, but you're I didn't like, know what drunk like, oh, mom, 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 this is so bad under the skirt, I'd rather take the beating from dad. <laughs> he knew. She knew that he probably messed me up bad. Yeah, I, be- I believe it. All right. Well, um, so that all comes to us from ice cream. How about that? All right. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Uh, Jonathan writes, hey, Jack, it has come to my attention that my eight-year-old son seems to have a special power. He essentially has the strength uh, strength of what seems to be 50 men. Wait, 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 wait. It would do what? <laughs> he says that his eight-year-old son is suddenly very, very strong. Uh, oh. What do you think is the best way for me to utilize, utilize his newfound strength? Oh, boy. I read the, I'm dumbfounded about an answer to that. Probably probably put him to work, right? Maybe, like, uh, push the lawnmower a little or, uh, I don't know, uh, move some, uh, move, do some heavy lifting. I mean, how, how young is this kid? He's only eight, and the kid's, like, super strong, according to Jonathan. Well, I think you can walk with him. Let him push. Yeah, like if the car breaks down, he can he can push from behind. Yeah, just, just so that he can get used to it. Make sure that he's getting used to what he's doing. Yeah, I mean that would be. He could damage himself. Can you imagine if uh, if that did happen and the neighbors see an eight year old kid pushing the car and the dad at the wheel? They call the cops. Yeah, that's America, you know. Hey. Chasa, uh, what do you call him, abuse? Yeah, back in Iran, they probably would give you an award for that. Yeah, well, they hit him to run a little faster. Right, right. <laughs> Smack him. Hey, go faster. Tim writes, Dear Meathead, when driving on a long road trip, do you rem- do you recommend filling up at half a tank or when the tank is empty? No, I think I uh, filled it when uh, when it needed gas. 
So, so uh, if you're driving. I, I, I will, when it's a half a tank empty, I knew that it's still safe to drive. Yeah. Uh, that's that's still my opinion. Uh, in order to get to where you're going fast, wouldn't you want to do it like after you put the most miles on it? I would think. I don't know. That's just my personal preference. I don't know if it even matters. It, it's it's uh, intelligent to continuously keep the gas. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait. It, what, could you say that again? It, it's intelligent to keep keep the gas going. You know, fill it up all the time. All right. You, you don't run out, you know. All right. Uh, but that's not necessary. All right, I'm writing this down. It's intelligent to keep the gas going. <laughs> yeah, you know, keep, keep it full. The tank full. All right, excellent. All right. But uh, I don't know if it's necessary. All right. Uh, Josh says, um, hey, Ruben, my job changed. I haven't been able to listen, but here's a question. Um. Uh, Dear Meathead, big fan of yours since you were on the radio. If I recall, you garden every year. Have you started growing your seeds yet? I haven't started that, but as of yesterday, uh, Joanne and I de-weeded the whole garden. You're ready. You're ready to go. Did you? Uh, we, we got it ready, but now I got to roll till the garden. You better get on it. It's time. Yeah. Uh, his also, he also, he asked, this is Josh in New Hampshire. Uh, what is your favorite vegetable to grow? Uh, I gotta, I gotta get help from my, uh, what? Corn. Okay. Corn is your, so you, you grow sweet corn and then off you go. Yes. One whole side of it is, we got a lot of stuff we put in there, really. Uh, but, uh, we, we do one hell of a garden. It's a small garden, but my God, we put in so many things and there's something else. You ought to see my neighbor. Right. He's my right. helper. He's going to be, uh, rototilling it for me. Okay, good. All right, dad, this, uh, this, this next one is from Jesse in Pennsylvania. It's, it's a little bit complex, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do my best with it. If you have any questions, just ask. He says, okay. he says uh, my fan, we're looking to move to a new area where we have no friends or family. Uh, Jesse says, um, I don't really have a relationship with my family at all except my grandmother. But my wife's family is very close, and they're all trying to keep us from moving away. And then he says, um, my wife's father is very difficult with my wife. She's going to school to be a nurse and works full time. He makes her feel terrible for being busy all the time. And she already struggles with anxiety and depression. She feels this move will be better for her mental health as long as mine and the, ch as well as mine and the children. What are your thoughts? So basically, uh, Jesse is okay with moving, but, uh, the wife is, uh, she she wants to move, but her family is being hard on her about that. They're like, "Oh, come on, don't you care about us?" And uh, but he, you know, every, it, it appears to be better for uh, his family. What 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 do you think about all this? Well, number one thing, I think I really sympathize with them. Uh, they're they're uh, in in a position or in a situation that they've had their child or children 
right alongside of them all the time, they've become acclimated in having them. Now, you take it away completely from them, it's like they've lost something. It really is a natural thing to feel. Uh, for instance, let's say you live next door to me, and then you decide to move out, and uh, we've had like several years of doing things together. Yeah, that uh, would be you know, terrible. It, it would hurt you. It would hurt me. It, it would. Uh, I would miss it. Yeah. Um, when you love something and you miss it, yeah. like uh, uh, let's say that you have a jewelry that's very expensive and you love it, you hardly want to ever wear it uh, because you don't want to destroy it or damage it and all that. It's the same scenario. Yeah, he doesn't want to. So, he doesn't want to destroy his daughter. Well, no, but you you don't lose them. You don't have, when your daughter moves somewhere yeah. that's out of reach. Right. Um, Okay. It, it's, it's, it's hard to deal with. So it takes time. You got to be strong. Yeah. Do the move because it's something you like, and uh, let it grow. Yeah, I think I when think once uh, people realize that hey, this is going to happen, and that there's nothing anybody can do. But then the meanwhile, keep track of them. You yeah, know? Keep I think visiting them. I think that's a good thing. I think that they could uh, they could move away and then just like put in place a plan to uh, right. to keep occasionally. Yeah. Let's say maybe uh, every two weeks. Right. You visit. Sure. Get over but there and visit. or something to yeah. that effect. And then make sure that they're good visits and just uh, Abs- absolutely show them that. Uh, the love exists do no matter your, where you're at. Do your best. Do your best. Right. But I, I agree that, um, it, I mean, if that's what makes her feel better. Uh, yeah, I'm, that, I'm just thinking, picture this. If you live next door to me, all of a sudden you decide to go somewhere 10 miles away, which you guys have done that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. So I had to get used to that. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. I think that that's, I mean, that's... Uh, uh, kind of a lot of info, but I think Jesse can. I think that's uh, a good starting point, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, but don't don't say nasty stuff. Oh, you know, you guys move that you because uh, forget it. That that's a choice that they made, yeah. and they love their choice. Don't make it so hard on them. It's all about choices, Dad. I hear you. Right. I hear you. Uh, well, hey, Dad, do you have any questions for me or anything at all that you want to get off your chest or uh, things that have been concerning you? No, I, I just love you and your brothers to pieces. And the one thing I'm very sad about is that Norman is so far usually so busy. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's really controlling a whole lot of He's got a lot going on. With the company. He sure does. He has a lot going on. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got a bunch of people that on a daily basis, uh, they quit, and they got to get somebody else to do it, you know. Okay. Well. So, no, I got wonderful kids, you know. Uh you, especially you and your brother. I, I, th- I, I think, mean, I think you love us. More often than anything else. You love us all the same. Yes. All right. Now, yes. I, I, I took some notes. Uh, working backwards, I've got, it's intelligent to keep the gas going. And, oh yeah, and it takes brain to deal with brain. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's uh, that's what I said. <laughs> oh hey, it all, hey people love this stuff. This is why this is one of the reasons you gotta have intelligence to deal right. with something you, that you think is intelligent. Gotta have brain to deal with brain. I think. I mean, I we could hear 
like, uh, you know, the leader of a company talking to his uh, Elon Musk would be talking to his new employees at Twitter. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, I just paid 40. Oh and I'm here to say that it takes brain to deal with brain. Yeah. And don't be hard on a person who's got the brain problem. It's intelligent. I'm here to tell you, folks, it's intelligent to keep the gas going. That's right. Okay. I love you. I love you, Joanne. I love you, too. And don't call me back at 11 o'clock at night to tell me you forgot. I'm so sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, guys. I'll talk to you, guys. Hug your baby and uh, say hello from us. Will do. Okay, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go. Another spectacular. We're on quite a winning streak with Dear Meathead. God. <clears throat> the dynamic. Those two. What a power couple. Holy moly. Your father misses you, he says. Joanne losing her shit is the best. Yeah, I got to get over and see him. So has he really only been to your house once? No, that's not true at all. <laughs> Honestly, probably five times. I just can't really remember. <laughs> and they're usually just in and out. Uh, he doesn't spend a great deal of time anywhere. He hates being away from his house. But um, I was frankly surprised at how willing he was uh, and, and receptive to the idea of coming over here when we have that little uh, Zaniac appreciation party. Maureen says, that'll be the life of a party if they come. I know that. I know it. All right. Okay. Thank you very much for participating and enjoying my father with me. How about him? How about him? Okay. Where am I here? You too can own an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt. All you have to do is go to my website, ericsaintshow.com. Maybe one of my vegan friends, maybe one of my animal rights activist friends can wear an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt. Get them on the website, click merch, and off you go. I just heard from Elizabeth over at A&E Heating and Cooling. That is one of Joe Martinez and Teresa's uh, daughters. She's in charge of scheduling. She said, uh, dad's coming to see you on May whatever to tune up your air conditioning. You need to be doing this. Okay? It's time to schedule your AC tune-up. Reach out to Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579, and schedule yours today. You should see him twice a year, once for the AC, once for the furnace. Okay? And uh, before you fire that thing up for the summertime, if you are in West Michigan, call upon Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Also, remember that if you need him for an after-hour service call or scheduled maintenance to get your stuff up and running the way it needs to be. Oh, God, I need a haircut so bad. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers just started 
a podcast. I don't understand the name. He calls it the Chibians podcast. He will give us an explanation of that tomorrow. I should probably play some of his podcast when he joins us on the show. Uh, He doesn't listen to me. I said, do a few practice ones before you post it. And he said, oh man, fuck that, Eric Zane. He just rolled it and threw it up there. But he did it. He pulled it off. He got like an hour done and I haven't quite gotten into it yet. But um, I think it's, if you're used to what the way Kyle is on my show, uh, more of that. If you need a dumpster, and I do, you need to call Dumpster Divers, 616-375-9962, or just go to dumpsterdiversllc.com, and you can rent one right there online. Their dumpsters are cheaper than everybody else's because the weight limit is lower. That's a long-time scam in the dumpster industry. Make the consumer Pay for a weight threshold that they can't possibly achieve, even if they fill it full of freaking water or shingles. It's not going to happen. So you're paying for something you don't need. With dumpster divers, they're priced lower. If you happen to go over the weight threshold, they will prorate your charge and charge you that way. But, you know, this is definitely cost effective. You can also reach out about demolition work and junk removal. DumpsterDiversLLC.com, 616-375-9962. All right. Frank the Tank Fuss is the man behind my policy shop insurance. There is a special enrollment period right now to get medical coverage affordable health insurance right now. If you do not have health insurance, Frank will figure out if you qualify for this special enrollment period. Even if you miss the open enrollment last year, don't go without health insurance. There is a way you can't just throw your hands up in the air. Like you just don't care and say, well, I don't get, I guess I don't get it. I guess I just suffer. No, there's a way to do this. You can pull this off, but you need to talk to a specialist. That's Frank. So you need to reach out to him. Call or text. Mention my name, 616-914-4070. Don't go without health insurance. At least uh, get the information as to uh, what options lay before you. 616-914-4070. Trust me on this one. Also, uh, if do you know anyone, loved one, friend, family member, nearing retirement or getting ready to turn 65 years old. If you need help filling out your social security, whatever you need, Frank can help you when it comes to that or your Medicare part a and B. He is an expert in this field. His services cost you nothing. Do not go this alone. What do they say? You'll never walk alone. Isn't that the big song in England? 616. 914-40 914-40 damn it 4070 all right I want to go back I think to this uh, all this chaos at that uh, GR commission meeting 
Um, we saw the two-ton Tessie getting in the uh, the Chiefs' face. But there was even more going on there. Uh, after a while, oh, the cops come in. Check this out. The, co- the Everyone's like, oh, great. How'd you like to be these cops? You're like, oh, no. And if I'm the chief, I say, I need all black cops. No whiteies. Okay. These guys come in here and, and they got to like restore order. Now, after the video we saw earlier, uh, you all are probably hoping that they just pull out the billy clubs and start crack or, or they grab these megaphones here and start beating these people with the megaphones. That uh, it seems like dangerous business to me because this is the type of group of people that if you even touch any one of them, they're going to just respond crazy. But somehow they managed to get uh, to get past this. Here's another clip. Stop looking. I, don't, I think they're fighting amongst themselves. So, did you hear that chick? She said, stop looking in my face, bitch. Okay, wait a second. So this this fat ass is talking into the uh, little microphone with her with uh, the the bullhorn, and then this other whale next to her, she's the one is talking to someone. It's a stop looking in my face, bitch. The fuck. Dude, this is going to get ugly. Uh, the people thought that they were going to get arrested, so they didn't want to leave. And he, the chief is like, no one's getting arrested, and they don't believe him. Bullshit. This guy goes, bullshit. I hate these people. Oh. And then they finally left. This is uh this is that chick who was saying, Quit looking at my face, bitch. Here she is. She's going to checkers. Look at her. Oh my god, what a fucking beast. These two. They should they should peel out on a couple of mini bikes. Just like that great shot back in the day, Guinness Book of World uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Look at that! Oh, what a fat fucking whore! Holy shit! <laughs> Kenny says they sound like uh, 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 kids throwing tantrums. Hmm. Looks like the lobby of a Waffle House. <laughs> oh, shit. Whew. Kate says, didn't the council anticipate this? There should have been a police presence. Well, I think they have to be careful. You know, they're, 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 they have to kind of wait and see how it unfolds and be a little bit, um, have some type of practicality. 
to avoid the the terrible optics. But at this point, if I run the city, I'm like, all right, new plan. I want the National Guard in here. Okay, I actually want uh, uh, an A-10 warthog flying over uh, with tank buster bombs to shoot that fat bitch if she starts to rage. Okay? Kyle says uh, he agrees with Jason. They don't appear to have an agenda. It looks like let's shout and be loud. These assholes uh, uh, put the whole thing back. You know, they, they, they fuck up everything because all they're going to do is they're not going to get answers. They, they go into these moments and they make demands thinking they have some type of power to make such demands. Uh, they don't happen uh, in their favor. So then they get pissed off and they go bust up Bob Kayser's Kilwins. And then it's, it's free fudge for everybody. <laughs> Sir Bob of Oliver says, Burt which is the sound the A-10s make when they shoot. (laughs) Nick says, what do we want? The ability to commit crime without consequences. When do we want it? Steals the microphone and leaves. All right. Shit. Um... I think this is part of their plan. They they get this agitated and then that gives that makes them feel like um like they have they they are emboldened enough to go and destroy our shit. And uh yeah, this this is um this is really bad. Man, I don't know. And then there's the uh the story. Oh, fuck. She the one chick, the one morbidly obese idiot um is right. There is a a uh, what do you call it? A GoFundMe that was created one day ago for the cop. And so this is all, this is further going to divide. You have a number, well, just as many of, I would say where we live, most people um, don't see it the, the same way the people at that meeting saw it. So the Sure family uh, are looking at $12,605 raised. Hello, my name is Rebecca. My husband is a retired police officer. We've been close friends with Grand Rapids police officer Chris Schur and his wife for several years. Officer Schur was involved in the fatal shooting that occurred in Grand Rapids on April 4th. Being involved in an incident like this is very traumatic. I've been trying to help the family navigate this difficult time and meet their basic needs as their safety has been compromised. Unexpected living expenses have come up that is related to their security. Uh, many have reached out to ask how they can support this officer and his family with the media release of his name. This page was created as a place for people to reach out and help in a tangible way. The most significant request at this time is prayer. Um, let me just stop. That's a lie. She means money. Prayer is peace. Prayer for all affected by this tra- tragic incident. Prayer for the men and women still working the streets. Prayer for those investigating the incident and prayer for our elected officials. Uh, funds donated will go towards expenses related, uh, related to maintaining the family's safety and security and will de- be deposited directly to them. This is the only approved page for Officer Chris Sure. You know what this should say? This should say this. 
Hello, my name is Rebecca. My husband is a retired cop. I don't like the blacks. I want lots of money to go into the pocket of Chris Scher and his wife because he is being attacked by these fat black people that are running uh, amok inside of the Grand Rapids City Commission meeting. So I want you to give him all the money that you have to ensure that they are pissed off. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's what it should say because that's what she actually wants, in my opinion. Oh, no. We are fucked. Oh. His most significant need, Jason said, is rough men to stand ready so he can sleep peaceably at night. You're not kidding. Holy shit. This guy, if I'm him, okay, I just bug out. Immediately sell the house. And just, I don't know, live like Walter White in a fucking Winnebago or so. I don't know. I have no idea. Jason says, I would be glad to go sit outside of his location. Kenny says, I'll just say it again. LOL, since they sound like kids throwing a fit. And we all know that Amanda says kids should be beaten. (laughs) Should the cops just start hitting everyone? Well, I'm not going to lie to you. After watching that video of those animals inside of that stupid meeting, I hope they do. I hope they go and just start beating the shit out of these people. At this point in time, that's where I stand, but I'm emotional about this. That's what I feel. Now, this is where I stand on the whole shooting. Did it look to me, my untrained eyes, which mean nothing, that this cop did something wrong? Yes. I would say that he did. Do I think he will be charged with murder or manslaughter? I do think that. But again, I'm just an idiot doing a podcast. Uh, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm also not a black guy or someone who's lost someone to this type of uh, incident. I'm just some idiot in the middle of a 99% white people community watching from afar. I don't understand why they have to act that way. I don't accept that, but I don't have a dog in the fight. My opinion, I don't think it counts here, frankly. Chronic Mayhem says shooting him while he was on top of the guy is a problem. That's what I think too. Now, does that mean he's getting charged? Of course not. If he isn't charged though, If nothing happens to this guy, this is going, if nothing happens, if, if they remain calm and nothing happens, it'll be a miracle. Nick says, I want these protests to end without anyone dying. So I stand by air dropping from a fire plane pepper spray that's not a bad take but you wrote it like an idiot again if you want your jokes to make sense in land they need to be written like jokes like i want these protests to end without anyone just dying so they need to drop pepper spray they need to airdrop 
pepper spray. That's all you need to say. You don't need to say, I stand by airdropping from a fire plane pepper spray. It's just clumsy. You got to work on it. Um, In response to chronic mayhem saying shooting while he was on top of the guy is a problem. Nick says, no, it's not. He was still in possession of the taser, which is an incapacitating device. Now, we're all, I mean, we don't uh, have a trained eye on this, so you may be right. I may be right, but I don't think you're right, Nick. I think this guy's going to be charged with murder, and I think he's going to be arrested, and he's going to lose his job, and I think he's going to go to prison. That's my opinion. Kenny says, I agree with you just uh, what you just said, what you just said, Eric, but I also wonder why anyone runs from police in the first place. Yeah, I don't know either. I still don't think that that means you get shot in the back of the head, though. However, I also wonder why the body cam was disabled in the middle of it all. Good question. I also ask how this guy got pulled over in the first place. And don't give me this bullshit about, well, it's because his license plate. Uh, wasn't, uh, no, that's not what happened. Again, I made it very clear to you. They passed each other going opposite directions. You can't see a license plate. The cop turned around because there were a couple of the blacks in the neighborhood. That's what happened. It's a civil rights issue too. And that's why people like Al Sharpton, I know you're like, oh, Al Sharpton fucked him. Fuck that guy. Al Sharpton like, this should be a civil rights issue. I agree. Civil rights, there should be an investigation into this. There should be a federal investigation on this whole fucking thing. Um, but at the same time, when they say, well, this is an execution. No, it's not. It's a fucking fight. It was an ugly fight that went down. Okay. That's how it is. Is it still fucked up? Is he still going to be charged with murder? Maybe. Was it an execution? No, it wasn't an execution. It was two people fighting for their lives. Crank says, show of hands. Who knows what a taser feels like? He says, I do. It's absolutely incapacitating and therefore could have exposed an even deadlier weapon into the equation. Yeah. However, uh, after watching the footage, Jason, didn't we learn that the thing had been discharged twice, which is the maximum amount of time that it could have been discharged. Didn't we talk about that? And besides, When it comes to dealing with this, you saw how slow that black guy who got shot was very easily. The cop could have put some distance between him and the guy and held the gun on him and called for backup and just kept an eye on him. This cop did so much wrong. In my opinion, my untrained opinion is this cop did a lot wrong, but again, I'm just an idiot. Call me and I'll explain it to you. Why do I always have to explain everything to you, Eric Zane? You just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. All right, all right. Now, Jason used to teach this when he was a cop. So I'll bring him in and defer to him. Finally, somebody has some sense. Hey, buddy. Hi, Jason. What's going on? Oh, you know, just talking about this craziness. Uh, so, what? Uh, you know, Ben Crump said the taser had been deployed twice. Yeah, Ben Crump doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, 
So a taser is battery operated. <clears throat> and when you pull a trigger on a taser, it shoots a uh, charge for five seconds. So the battery has a capacity of 185 five-second rounds. Unless you continue to hold the trigger down, and then it will go continuously until the battery runs out. 185 so, five-second, <clears throat> and that's if the, if the probes go in? Uh, it doesn't have to be the probes. It could be the contact points on the end of the cartridge, which are also, uh, they could also be used to stun and incapacitate. Is it hard to get the uh, probe cartridge off? No. Well, there's there's metal probes on the end of the cartridge oh. and on the end of the taser. So if the cartridge does not have to come off for it to still shock. So it's kind of like almost like cattle prod or stuff. It's like a cattle prod, yep, except uh, it's a lot more voltage than a cattle prod. Cattle prod is about 10,000 volts. A taser is 50,000 volts. So essentially, um, did when he, because there, there was some type of engagement. I, I heard the clack, 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 clack. Yep. Was yep. did do you think the prongs were deployed and there was wires hanging out of that thing? So what happens is when you can hear the taser, that means that the prongs did not complete the circuit. So both prongs or one prong and one contact on the end of the taser or the end of the cartridge have to make contact to complete the circuit. When you hear the noise, that means the circuit wasn't completed. So I think from the video, what I saw was uh, Mr. Loyola grabbed the taser and pushed it down as it was deployed, and so it didn't hit him. That's why we heard the, so, the sound. What the, what do, you, do you think when this all happened, were there wires hanging out of the taser? <clears throat> Correct. Yep, and those can stun you as well. Um, that's called a secondary exposure, and and it's not as bad as the direct uh, contact with the probes or the or the contacts on the end of the right taser or the cartridge but the wires actually can can transmit a uh electrical impulse right well. right um so there's that and then after they've been deployed they've left the uh mechanism right also on the end of the mechanism you can get a that fifty thousand jolt right both the taser and the cartridge itself have those metal probes so the, the officer could very well have been experiencing some sort of um, electrical shock or electrical impulse from the wires because we don't they know. were all tangled up in the wires. We don't know. We don't know. But I can tell you right now from personal experience, uh, if you've ever grabbed a hold of uh, like house voltage, like 110, it been poked if you're changing a yep. light bulb or yep. mm -hmm. changing an electrical outlet, uh, a taser feels about, the direct stun feels about ten times worse than that. Oh so my God! It'll lock your it'll lock your muscle up. It'll make your arm go numb. It'll make your face go numb if you get hit in the chest or the the neck. Uh, so it is incapacitating, and that's one of the reasons why police officers are trained that if a person uses a tries to use a taser on you, it's lethal force. Wow. Um, because the problem isn't so much that the taser will kill you. The problem is that your weapon is your, your sidearm may now be exposed and the person can use that against you or someone else. Did you see any other problem with, um, I mean, there, there, when you watched this, there were a lot of issues from right. top to bottom, um, in, in the procedure of the cop, correct? Yeah. Well, if you want to use hindsight as a benchmark, then yes. On, you know, they can't use hindsight no. necessarily in terms of the investigation, right. but in hindsight, there were things that I would have done differently 
um, based on my experience. There were things that I did do differently based on my experience. Uh, there were a lot of things that I would have done exactly the same. Do you think that if no charges are filed against the cop, that we're looking at some very long nights? Uh, it's going to be rough if if nothing happens. And I, I my personal opinion and, and my, uh, you know, the way I see this going is that, that they're going to make him a sacrificial lamb. Because here's the thing. They've already released his name prior to when they should have. Uh, because he has not been arraigned on any crime. Uh, and so the chief actually violated department policy. And as far as I'm concerned, he divide, uh, violated the uh, uh, bargaining agreement, agreement with the union by releasing his name. Uh, if he's going to go so far as to do that preemptively, it would not surprise me if he charged him with something to make him a sacrificial lamb. Nick asks, do you think black people should be exempt from all laws? <laughs> do I think so? I don't think anybody no, should be exempt from laws. He's being an asshole. Don't worry yeah. about it. All right. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Hey, you bet, buddy. Okay, Have a good day. Yep, yeah, you too. There you go. How about him? Some good. I'm doing the old Pat McAfee here. How you doing? Welcome to the Pat McAfee Show. Uh, we got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's going to talk about how it's, uh, Shalane Woodley thinks he's an asshole. Uh, and there you go. And, uh, I'm just going to stand here and scream and AJ Hawk's going to stare and that's the end of it. Should he have chased Patrick Lyoya when he had no chance of restraining the guy? That's that whole hindsight thing. I don't know. I don't know if that if that works. Zane McAfee. We can do our we can do a spoof show. Hey, welcome to the Zane McAfee show. That's that's a, the only bit I have is just standing there. I wouldn't be able to. I don't know any. I don't watch the show. I don't listen to the show. So I don't know. <clears throat> right. Very interesting. We're almost out of time, but not completely. Uh, Save that. Save that. Okay, I got something for you. Thank you to uh, Adam the Odd for sending along this incredible video. I don't know how many of you drive truck for a living. I know Nick drives a truck. But watch the... um, there's some real expertise here by this truck driver. Okay, let me set the stage for you. Uh, guy's driving a rig. Looks Is that like a bulldog on the front of that thing? This big-ass pink rig. This is a large truck. His brakes are out. And he is barreling down on a scene where a um, uh, a school bus is there. Nick says it's an old school Mack truck. There's a school bus right in front of him with a car behind it. And the other lane is people waiting because the school bus has its red flashers on. So there's kids like going off to the house, you know. And this guy has no brakes. So he's going downhill. 
at a high rate of speed. There's a little bit of space. You'll see it. Watch this performance by this guy from multiple angles. Watch this. The guy in the truck, the Chevy, backs up. Give him a little bit of room. Give him a chance. And he does. <laughs> okay. Now, here you go. Here you go. This is from within the bus. This kid's going to the back to beat off all these other kids. This little one. They're, they're about to get crushed. Here's the uh, bus lady who's in charge of, like, uh, supervising the bus. And then the driver is sitting there waiting, you know, and they hear it coming. She's like, oh, no. What was that? You don't want to know. This dude is a legend. It's an old video. It happened back in 2021, but it's kind of making the rounds now. Uh, so Adam Adam sent it along to me. I just could not believe this. One more time. <laughs> a lot of great things that happen here minivan getting off the road um truck truck backing up that quick swerve god that looks hard to do ah <laughs> good god he ain't gonna make it Oh. See what I mean? Oh my Jeez. God! Who was that? You don't want to know. Shut the fuck up, kid. <laughs> oh my head. Woo. Jason says we just saw his soul leave for a second. Hope they were wearing their brown pants. If the pickup wouldn't have backed up, he would not have had enough room. Ah. I want you to park that big Mack truck right in this little garage. Brown was touching cotton. Oh my God. You aren't kidding. All right. We need an asshole of the day. But before I do that, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I just got booked again by Adam. The odd. I have to get this done. I didn't get it done last time because I ran out of time. But I'm going to get this done, I promise you. This is the one where he wants me to read him a story. Please don't tell me that this is like a sexual thing and you're going to like jack off while I'm reading it to you. Come on. I hope not. All right. So there you go. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Want to say hello to my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. You guys are so awesome. If you are in West Michigan or the surrounding areas and you need a trusted place to get your vehicles fixed, consider Irvine's. Call them at 616-532-6600 or go online to Irvine's.com. That's E-R-V-I-N-E-S, E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com. They're located 
at a, uh, a terrific spot right along 44th Street, uh, three blocks to the east of 131. The street is called Stafford. You can't miss them. They're actually in this state of flux right now as they more than double the size of their business to help serve the customer better. Uh, help them out by taking your vehicles to Irvine. They have a free loaner car program. So after you uh, drop your car off, they can hook you up with a car so you don't have to worry about somebody carting you all around. Uh, early bird drop-off, after-hours pickup, keys in a lockbox. It's all good. It's all about accommodating you, making sure that all of your needs are met. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Now, you might think, you might think I'm foolish running around with you, Rick Okasik. I always called him Rick Okasik. You might think that I'd be in a terrible mood right now after the temper tantrum that I had after you guys intentionally intentionally tried to hurt me this morning. Uh, but I picked myself up and continued on with one of the better shows I've ever had. This is just another example of how awesome I am. So thank you. You motivate me to do better. Who is going to be the asshole of the day? Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. It's the protesters. For fucking up this fucking meeting and bitching about something that the city has no control over. Shut the fuck up and wait, for God's sake, like everybody else would. Asshole of the day, Eric Zane, for banning everyone before I could even get in here. That's bullshit. You didn't deserve it today. It's not my fault you're slow. Two-ton Tessie and the rest of the fat-ass fucks. Asshole of the day. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Let me add to that. Fat bitch. I kind of want there to be a riot so we can get that fucking whale uh, 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 romping down the street. I would go there just to lay her out. We need to get, like... uh, uh, the grand, the West Michigan, um, uh, Ironman football team to lay that fat bitch out, uh, when the riot starts, what an asshole screw her and the rest of those fat fucks. Okay. That's going to do it. That's my time for today. I appreciate you, uh, for being part of it, putting up with me, you know, you're awesome. You guys are the best. I appreciate you so much. Uh, again, it's not real until I say it's real, unless I say it's real. It's all busting your balls, okay? It's all busting your balls until, unless I say I'm actually upset. And I I would never be upset at you. What would I have to be upset about with you? You're all amazing. You all are just awesome. Damage will be from the fat fuck stomping around the streets like Godzilla versus Kong. so much folks i appreciate you take care bye-bye